If you've ever thought about opening your own franchise, especially a restaurant franchise, then this episode is for you. I'm talking with Army veteran Bruce Evans, who worked in the restaurant industry for many years before rising to VP of Franchise Development for Capriati's and Wingstop. If you're interested in a franchise, then Bruce wants to talk to you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. You can now earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases with the cash rewards card from Navy Federal Credit Union when you sign up for direct deposit. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. All right, we're talking with Army veteran Bruce Evans, who's the VP of Franchise Development for Capriati's in Wing Zone. Bruce, I love the background there. You know, if you're watching this on the YouTube channel, you can see Bruce's background there. He's, he's perfectly branded with the Capriati's restaurant in the background. It's awesome. And it's, it's not a fake. He's actually sitting in a Capriati's restaurant in Kansas City, which is ironic because we just moved from Kansas City and now we're down in Florida. And I, I could actually be there in the Capriati's with you if this had been you know, a month ago before we moved down there. So how ironic you're in Kansas City where my wife and I are essentially from and lived most, most of our non-military life um, there in Kansas City. But uh, anyways, Bruce, really looking forward to hearing about the franchise business with Capriati's and Wing Zone. Before we do that, take us back. Tell us what you did in the Army. Well, hey, Joe, first of all, thanks for having me today. I really, really appreciate the opportunity to be here. And uh, look, you know, my, my journey to the, uh, to the Army, I, I think, is not, was not like a lot of people that are, you know, in the Army today. I, uh, the, the summer between my junior and senior year of high school, I get the, uh, the ominous phone call from a recruiter, and uh, I'm thinking to myself, you know, huh, this guy's got a pretty good game. This sounds like a pretty good opportunity. Let me. <laughs> Let me talk to him. And, and, you know, I, I look, I'm, I'm, I just turned 50 this year. So I I've seen, I saw stripes uh, a few too many times <laughs> and thought uh, that's what the army was going to be like. So, uh, you know, look, I, I talked to a recruiter and it sounded good and I wasn't sure what I was going to do after high school, you know, college was just, you know, I was thinking about it, but not really seriously. And I ended up, uh, you know, joining through that delayed entry program. And then, uh, about 10 days after I graduated from high school, I was on a, a flight to uh, Fort Jackson, South Carolina for basic training. And uh, that was, that was quite a shock to the system, you know, <laughs> yeah. going from my sheltered uh, high school experience to, uh, to being thrown right in the middle of uh, basic training. Absolutely. I mean, one of my best friends from high school within a week or 10 days of graduating high school, he was off to the army and end up going to Germany most of his four years. I yeah. didn't see much of him, but best thing that ever, he ever did. Yeah. Same here. Same here. I mean, looking back on it now, I, I, I see that it's, it's really directed, you know, so many aspects of my life and, and really, you know, helped me, you know, to be successful and uh, you know, with success there, there also comes failure a lot of times. And uh, you know, I think one of the key the key things that I look back on today that I learned from the army was I, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's in those initial days too of being in the army, you know, going through basic training. I was, 
you know, how you're running PT, you know, four o'clock in the morning, you know, I don't know what they do now. It's probably a lot lighter than that, but <laughs> it was pretty heavy duty back in the day. No cell and, phones. Uh, I, I stepped off in a pothole and, and had a pretty bad sprain in my ankle. And, you know, I'm sitting around answering the phones and not doing things during basic. And I start thinking they're going to make me redo this thing. I was about halfway through basic and Mm-hmm. I'm like, what am I going to do? Do I want to do this again? Did I make the right decision? And I finally got up the nerve to go meet with uh, our head drill sergeant. Uh, I'll never forget drill sergeant Johnson going into his office and, you know, standing in front of him. And, and I said, I don't think this is for me. You know, um, I, I, I don't think I can do this anymore. And he looked at me and said, Evans, he said, if you quit now, you're going to be quitting for the rest of your life. This is just going to make things easier don't do it. And I thought for a second and I said, you know, you're, you're right. I mean, I was a naive kid, but looking back on it now, that's, that, that makes the difference. I think about that so many times in my life. Um, when things get difficult or things get hard, I, I always turn back on that and, and, and don't quit or don't give up because Mm -hmm. of that conversation. Um, and, and I think that's what, you know, sometimes we think about our experiences in the military and, and we, we, we don't always find that one thing that, that really shapes who we are. But, but I think that this, for me, really shaped everything about me. And I think if we all think hard enough, we'll find those areas, you know, of our experience in the military, because that experience is unlike, you know, what a lot of people out there have ever experienced. Nobody knows what we went through unless, um, they've been through it themselves. So it, it's definitely integral to who I am, uh, was my experience in the army. Absolutely. So, um, after your time in the army, you're transitioning out, you're a little older, matured quite a bit. Talk, talk yeah. about what your transition was like. Well, look, I was, I was 22 years old. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I did four years and, uh, my last duty station was at, uh, Fort Sam Houston in uh, San Antonio. And, I, you know, made up my mind the last six months, I was kind of in this, am I going to stay in or am I going to get out? And I, I applied to a few uh, universities in the San Antonio area. I decided I was going to stay there and said, well, if I get into school, then I'm just going to stay here and go, go to college. And so um, I got accepted into university of Texas in San Antonio and uh, you know, ended up staying there for a year, but you know, was still really unsure about, you know, really what I wanted to do with my life. But uh, um, I ended up after a year in a year in San Antonio going to college, I ended up moving back home, which was Houston and uh, went to U of H uh, for a little while. And my sister, actually the impetus for me moving back to Houston was my sister called me and says, you know, Hey, I've got this job uh, waiting tables, Bruce, you should come over here and, and work with us. And so I, I got a job at, at uh, Papacito's restaurant uh, mm-hmm. and I uh, was waiting tables and I was such a bad waiter. They made me a manager and uh, <laughs> you know uh, I'm going to school. I'm, I'm training as a manager and um, you know, next thing I know my, my GM was being transferred up to Dallas and asked me to go with them. And so I, Dropped out of college in Houston, moved up to Dallas, um, 
got into school at uh, University of North Texas, and uh, that's where I ended up getting my degree, but, you know, worked the whole time. So I worked as a, mm-hmm. as a kitchen manager with uh, the Papacitos concept and, uh, you know, learned a lot about the restaurant business, really found my footing in the restaurant business. But, you know, look, I was a history major in college, so I was actually thinking about, you know, I'm going to be a professor or a history teacher or something along those lines. And then uh, an opportunity came up as I was not long after I graduated from college. um, You know, I started looking around to see what other opportunities there might be now that I have a college degree. And, you know, an opportunity came up with uh, Wingstop restaurants and they were they just happened to be looking for somebody that knew nothing about franchising, but understood the operational side of a restaurant. And, mm-hmm. you know, that really turned into another life-changing experience for me, taking my career off into a direction that I'd never even anticipated. So while, you know, I got a degree in history, um, I've never used that degree for anything, but it's definitely helped me along the way. I think that the word I like to use is perseverance. You know, that that perseverance that you you gain through your 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 time in the military, um, you know, really helps you fight through the, the those ups and downs that come along the way and those decisions that you have to make as you're, you know, transitioning from one phase of life to another. Um, and sometimes, they're, you know, they're unexpected transitions, you know, but um, it definitely helps you fight through um, the difficulties that come your way. But, uh, but, you know, the, the, the time spent with Wingstop restaurants was phenomenal. I spent almost 10 years there and, um, you know, now I'm with, uh, uh, Capriati's restaurants, which is based out of Las Vegas. Um, my family and I, you know, packed up from the Dallas Fort Worth area and moved out to Vegas for five years. And the company was nice enough to let us move back to Texas. And so I'm, I spent a lot of time on the road pre COVID, but, uh, you know, today I do a lot of work from home and on Zoom calls just like this. So, awesome. All right, we're definitely yeah. going to di- start digging into Capriati's and and, and Wingstop as far as uh, the franchise industry and stuff like that goes. But we're going to take a yeah. break, so we'll be right back. I've had many Navy Federal credit cards over my 31 years as a Navy Federal member, and I can tell you that their rewards programs are great. We've booked a lot of airline tickets using our Navy Federal Rewards program over the years. Now. You can earn up to 1.75% cash back on all purchases with the cash rewards card from Navy Federal Credit Union when you sign up for direct deposit. And when you use the Navy Federal mobile app, you can redeem your rewards as soon as you earn them. Also, there's no annual balance transfer or foreign transaction fees. Plus, rewards never expire. So if you're looking for a card that has great cash rewards program, check out the Navy Federal Cash Rewards card. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal is federally insured by NCUA. All right, back talking with Army veteran Bruce Evans, uh, VP of Franchise Development for Capriati's in Wing Zone. So, Bruce, I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that you you came from inside the restaurant industry. Um, you were all into it for many years before you ever got into the franchising concept of things. Um, so, I really want to talk talk to us a little bit about what you can as far as Capriati's and wing zone and what it's like to own a franchise. What do you got to do to get into franchising? Because I, I, I thoroughly believe, and it really, you know, 
you hear a lot of bad stories about franchises. Usually it's because uh, some of the leadership in the franchise company themselves, you know, became untrustworthy and disloyal to their franchisees and those kinds of things. I know a lot of veterans and friends of mine that have had franchises over the years and some of them went great and some of them not so great. So I want to hear, hear from you. What comes to mind when you're, if if you're looking at a, at a veteran getting out of the military, or maybe they've been out for a year or two, and they're they they don't want to do the job corporate right. America thing, but they don't really have an idea for, you know, inventing the next Apple or Microsoft. So maybe <laughs> franchises in between there somewhere. So what kind yeah. of what kind of advice comes to mind? Well, well, look, I, I think first of all, you know, the, there, there's, there's a lot of correlations that have been drawn between the military and franchising, you know, franchising is all about, you know, systemic operations. And when, when somebody can follow a system, a successful system, um, you know, that, that's going to lead to success and, and veterans and military folks are used to that. They're used to systems and processes and ways to do things. And so, you know, it, it makes for a really nice marriage oftentimes. But I think to your point, you know, the interesting thing about franchising is that there are a myriad of franchises out there. And, and I think what what someone has to do, first of all, is find what they love and what they enjoy and what they can be passionate about and, and believe in. And, you know, sometimes that's a, a deep dive, you know, soul searching kind of what do I want to do for the rest of my life? And, um, you know, once they figure out that, you know, maybe it's what industry or what brand they want to be in, um, there, there's a franchise out there for them. And then it's about finding the right franchise to go with. And to your point, um, you know, understanding who the leadership is, understanding what their goals and objectives are, mm-hmm. you know, reviewing documents. You know, there's a thing called a franchise disclosure document that, you know, has a wealth of information in there, lots of nuts and bolts. And not any fun to read, but it's going to tell you about success or failures. The other thing is, is to talk to franchisees that are running that business, that are in that business. And you want to hear the good, the bad, the ugly, and then you want to make a decision about, is this right for me personally, professionally? Is it going to be right for me and my family? You know, those are the kinds of things you want to consider because this is like a marriage, right? And so just like a marriage, if it doesn't work out, it can go very badly, you know, and the breakup can be very ugly. So mm-hmm. you want to do your research, number one, um, and really understand what you're getting into. The other thing I think sometimes people fail to to look at is understanding, how do I make money in this business? How am I going to be profitable? Am I just buying a job? Am I buying a $40,000 a year job? Mm-hmm. Or is there a way for me to truly build wealth in this business? And and is there a track record and a, a history of success? And so, um, look, when 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 folks come and look at, you know, Capriati's or Wing Zone and they're talking to us about it, a lot of times, first of all, people fell in love with the food before they even thought about, you know, being in a business like this. So, you know, anybody out there listening to us today, they could be, you know, hey, I ate at such and such restaurant. I love it. Is that a franchise? Google it up. See what's see what's going on. But you know, for us, I mean, really what we drive is and what we're looking for in, we call them franchise partners, is we really look for value alignment. We look for people that, you know, have the same set of beliefs and ideas and values that that we do as a company. And, you know, we want people that are going to emulate those and, and grow the brand and 
and really be successful in it. Um, that's ultimately what we want. And I think when you find brands that, you know, fit into that niche that have the, not just the concern for the company's success, but the individual franchise ease success, that's a company that you want to be part of. And that's what you want to get involved in. Now, you know, people think about, well, how am I going to pay for something like this? Or, you know, where am I going to get money from to do this? And, you know, look, there's a lot of ways to do that. There's some great lending opportunities out there for, you know, veterans through the SBA. Um, SBA has tons of programs. And I, I think, too, you know, being, you know, in the restaurant industry, um, I also understand that, you know, people looking at a restaurant business, you know, it's not easy. Restaurant business isn't easy and it's, it's hard work, but the beauty of what we've done at, at Capriati's and Wing Zone is, and, and if you're looking for a franchise, you want to find something similar for you is where we've created systems and processes for people that have never done anything like this before. Not only have they not been in the restaurant business, but they've not been in business for themselves. So mm-hmm. our systems and processes are created to really hold people's hands you know, from real estate selection, through construction, through training and operations and long-term support. So really building that foundation uh, for long-term success and, and growth. And, you know, folks with military backgrounds, it is very easy for them to really be successful in the franchise business. Is that really uh, obvious that to you as a franchiser? You know, it's very obvious to me. And, you know, the IFA has got this, which is the International Franchise Association, which is, you know, a great industry uh, group. Mm -hmm. And they have a program called Vet Fran, you know, that's been around for, you know, probably 15, 20 years now. And, you know, we're a member of Vet Fran. And I think it all came out of this recognition that, you know, veterans make for good franchisees. Uh, just generally. And so, um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious to me. Yeah. We've got some great, we've got some guys that are veterans and girls that are veterans in our system and, and they're, they're phenomenal franchise operators. I mean, they just, they're great at what they do. We talk a little bit about Capriati's food and and even wing zone, if you want. Mm, For sure. I mean, look, when you're, if you're, if you're considering getting into the restaurant business, you better love the food, right? <laughs> right. So, so let me tell you something, this Capriati's will absolutely blow your mind. We, um, we've been around for 42 plus years. Uh, we were founded by a brother and sister in Wilmington, Delaware in 1976. And we actually roast whole turkeys in house every day. Nice. Um, we're the largest restaurant buyer, butterball turkeys in the country. Um, we have Wagyu beef on our menu. So we're one of the only fast casual restaurant companies that has Wagyu beef. We've partnered with Snake River Farms out of Idaho. We hand roll meatballs. Uh, we do cheese steaks, chicken cheese steaks. Uh, we've got Italian subs. So it's very much like an East Coast sub shop, but super high quality food and just these craveable flavors that you just can't get anywhere else. So our food is unbelievable. We have got phenomenal average unit volumes. So the sales of these restaurants, you know, average about 835,000 a year, which is pretty significant for a, uh, a sandwich concept. Nice. Um, you know, our, our sales to investment ratio runs at about 
you know, 1.6 times. So, you know, um, it's, that's pretty significant as well in the, the sandwich segment. And so, you know, we've got franchise partners that, you know, following that system, doing the things they're supposed to do, um, are really just killing it in this business. And, you know, I think as we, as we've grown across the country, you know, so we've got a core of operations in the mid Atlantic and, you know, the, the corporate office has been in Las Vegas for the last 25 years. Um, and so we've got a core out in Las Vegas, but, you know, we've got 150 restaurants today in 27 States and we've got about another 300 under development. And we are seeing an enormous amount of just attraction to the Capriati's brand because of the high quality food. So as we're developing in new markets around the country, you know, we're just, we're doing unbelievably well. And we're opening places like, you know, Kansas City, uh, Des Moines, Iowa, uh, Columbus, Ohio, and just Dallas, Texas, San Antonio. It's amazing, man. It's, it's, I've been, uh, now I've been with Capriati's, uh, it'll be nine years in November. So we've really seen this uh, brand grow incredibly and uh, great franchise partners. And then back in January, we acquired the Wing Zone brand. Uh, wing zone has been around for 30 years. Um, it's an amazing, amazing wing concept. Um, and we, we, um, we partnered with a company, uh, called Livit and Livit is an international design and consulting firm. And we've completely overhauled the entire wing zone brand. Um, now the, the flavors at wing zone are phenomenal. Uh, but I will tell you that, and the new look and feel of Wing Zone is just going to blow everybody's mind. But the big difference maker, what we found as, you know, being a difference maker in the wing category today is speed of service. Mm. And so what we've done is we've perfected a cook time of, or a ticket time rather of three minutes. Really? So we can execute an order of wings in three minutes and get it out the door. So that's going to be a big difference maker, especially in the world, the delivery and pickup today. It's, it's going to be a game changer in the wing segment. So you just brought up metrics, um, ticket, Mm -hmm. ticket time. Can you, can you, I, I love, I love how when a company like this really pays attention to metrics like this, because a lot of people don't view a, a restaurant or 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 oh. a wing, you know, store where you go buy wings, as as metrics are really important. What what other metrics can you share with us that are interesting? Like like ticket time, three minutes, boom. That that's a really cool metric, and a lot of people probably don't pay attention to that, but that's yeah. really important. Yeah. yeah, you know that's that's a, that's a great that's a great question, and there, there's really there's quite a few metrics that we we look at, and we. You know, the way we operate internally is, you know, so w- once a week, our, our teams, which is friend dev, which is sales, real estate, construction, and then the operations team. So, you know, company ops, franchise ops, training, we all get together and we look at a number of key metrics. And so for us, you know, we look at things like same store sales. So year over year performance, mm-hmm. um, we look at um, operational metrics like so we utilize um, a company called Service Management Group or SMG that does all of our customer surveys. Hmm. And so we look at things like overall satisfaction. 
We look at things like speed of service, taste of food, and we really see those as key drivers of sales. So your, your, your overall satisfaction is going down and your sales are going with it. And so, right. you know, our teams really work hard to dial into those metrics and figure out, you know, where's the gap and how do we help the franchise partner, you know, close that gap and improve on those metrics um, to, to get their sales back up. So, you know, there's an, a, one of the things you can do is you can sort of have death by data in the restaurant industry uh, <laughs> because there is so much data that you can pull out and, and glean. And I think having a partner that can really help you, um, you know, filter into that data and really understand what are the key indicators and the metrics that are going to be most um, effective or have the most effect on my operation or what I need to look at. And then the other thing too is really how do I how do I help an hourly employee understand those metrics and why certain things are important and how they affect their paycheck every week. So, you know, th- there are so many things that you can glean to help you become profitable in a business like this. You know, in in the restaurant industry, there's really you know all other things being equal, there's there's really two areas of focus long term that that you have in, in terms of profitability. And it's really a focus on your cost of goods sold. So your inventory mm-hmm. and, and then your labor costs. I mean, those are going to be the areas that for a non-restaurant person, really learning those intricacies of the restaurant business are going to be key for you. And obviously we've got programs that, that help you do that and help you wrap your head around those things very quickly. But, but, there's a lot of metrics that you that are going to help you be successful in a business like this and things you probably, you know, for a non-restaurant person, you're not even thinking about on the front end because it's, it is quite a bit different than, than other businesses that are out there. Yeah. Have, uh, have some of the, have you guys had to deal with, you know, the, the, the lack of, how are you, how you want to phrase it? Um, finding people to work. Yeah. With yeah. You know, that thing. Well, that's, that's all over the country. I yeah, mean, everywhere. It's, uh, it, yeah, it's something that we deal with all the time. But, but look, I think one of the things that we focus on, you know, in that value alignment and the culture that we created, Capriati's and the training, it's, it's all about the people, mm-hmm. right? And really working hard to take care of your people. And so, you know, we have, a, we have some really great programs for employee retention, but that's not to say it, it hasn't been tough. I mean, that's just the reality sure. of where we are. But I will, you know, anecdotally, um, you know, one of the things that we have seen is that, you know, in market areas where, you know, the, uh, oh, the, the additional, um, the additional um, um, workers, uh, unemployment insurance has right. gone away. Um, there has been a surge in people looking for jobs. So, um, we certainly saw that when we opened in Denver uh-huh. and, uh, we're seeing that coming up on Colorado Springs as they're hiring people. And it's, it's becoming less of an issue, um, you know, in the wider parts of the country, but, you know, certainly we still, we still deal with some of that difficulty in, you know, places like California or Oregon, um, and New York, but, you know, in other places we're seeing some of that loosen up a little bit. So Bruce, if, uh, if somebody, if a veteran's listening out there and is interested in exploring a franchise opportunity with Capriotis or wing zone, how do they find Man. you? Or, or if they just want to talk about transitioning, yeah. uh, whatever they want to know, they, 
they can pick up the phone and call me. Um, I, awesome. My cell phone number is uh, 702-374-4746, or you can email me at bruce.evans at capriotis.com. That's um, awesome. Whatever you want to talk about, man, just re- you can reach out to me. Appreciate that. And uh, yep. if, if, if you are, if you are giving somebody, giving a transitioning veteran, military spouse, some advice on exploring possibly yeah. uh, going into Capriati's franchise, what kind of advice would you have for him? And I would, I would say, just, just talk to me, just talk, let's talk about it. Um, we're going to shoot you straight, but I, I think, um, in general, I, I think it's so important to find something you really like. You really like the food. Are you going to go out and try the food? Are you going to taste it? Are you going to investigate it? You know, do all of those things to make sure that, you know, you really, you really love and you can be passionate about what you're doing every day. I think that's, that's key advice, but you know, I wouldn't worry about too many other things. I would, uh, you know, pick up the phone, call me, you know, don't think, Oh, I couldn't get financing for this or, Oh, where am I going to get money to do this? You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a solutions for everything. So don't let little things hold you back. That's awesome. Great advice. Well, yep. Hey Bruce, great interview. Joe, uh, great, phenomenal information that you shared with us. I really appreciate it. And uh, especially sharing absolutely. your personal story. And um, I've never been to Capriati's before, but <laughs> The next time I'm, uh, if I, next time I travel, I know there's not one right here where I'm living at, but um, if there's next time I'm, I see one, I'll be there. You got to be on the lookout for it, Joe. Thanks for the <laughs> opportunity today, man. I really appreciate it. You bet. All right. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Yep. All right. These two veterans are Oscar Mike. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.